Hey, drama listeners. We hope everyone is staying safe and healthy and well. The episode you're about to hear was recorded before the entire nation came together to support and protest for the justice of the black community in America. That's why you won't hear us discussing it with our amazing special guest. If you're not ready to listen to content that's unrelated to the good work we all need to be doing, we get it. We'll be here for you when you're ready. Please see the episode description in our Instagram bio for a guide to resources for you to find the best way to support the black community. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to taste in. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? The option no. Oh, I'm not well. What star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater. Pop culture, love, and life in, in New, New York, York City. City. I'm Connor. And I'm Dylan. And welcome to Drama. And we're having some Wi-Fi issues from within the same home today. <laughs> so I literally feel like we're you're across the ocean and our sink is completely off. But that's okay. I know, but we're only like five feet apart. Wait, wasn't that a Cole Sprouse movie that came out? And it was like, it didn't do well. I... I, I guess I would never have heard of it if it would have done what, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean. Your Wi-Fi feels like you're on Chromatica. In many ways, I am on Chromatica. <laughs> because even though this episode's not coming out for a while, today, the new highly anticipated Lady Gaga album came out. And oh my God, Dylan, it's one I know, I've only ages. listened through it once. I've only done one listen through, but I, oh. I have early thoughts. What are you thinking so far? Okay, so I've heard it. I'm, I'm insane. I've heard it three times today. I listened on my walk. I listened while I worked out and then like on shuffle while I was like showering and getting ready for the day. So it's really been a full, I, I'm on Chromatica. And let me tell you, I think it's one of the most cohesive albums. I mean, I guess of the decade, but of the last few years, like truly since like Beyonce's Lemonade or Taylor Swift's 1989, like it from start to finish tells a full story. It's such an era it, it has such a strong point of view. It's so theatrical. It even has these three, like, instrumental interludes. With I love the interludes. And it kind of breaks the album into three acts. It's like Ferryman vibes. It's like full, like, there's a pause <laughs> in the middle. But um, but you said that it, it feels like like theater. And I was thinking... It does. It feels like a space opera. And I would be gagged if Gaga and, you know, HBO or something... Did like HBO three, Max. At this point, HBO Max. But if they did like a three-part miniseries, space epic, like Barbarella, Star Wars style with Gaga just like, you know, on Chromatica, on this new planet, being this like fierce, I don't know what she would do actually. I'm, I'm pitching I love it. to networks, but it was just a thought I had today. And I was like, this is, this is epic and it could be, her, it, it'll win her another Oscar even. Well, yeah, I mean... Emmy. Emmy. Does she have an Emmy? I don't think so. I think she was nominated for American Horror Story, though. Okay. Yeah, she definitely has um, an Oscar and a Golden Globe and a Grammy. Yeah. Many. Anyway. I agree. I think we should punch up the idea a little bit, but I think it's almost ready to um, go to studio. Yeah. Wait, I just want to know really quick your favorite songs, like early favorite tracks. I'm very partial to Alice, and I also really like Fun Tonight. Of course, also the single. 
the singles are the best. Oh, I know. I'm still obsessed with Rain On Me and Stupid Love. I do love Fun Tonight. I love... Um, yeah, I would say those are my three favorites, actually. And I love the interludes, the chromatic interludes, which I know is like odd because she's not singing on them, but they're, they're epic. She really knew what she was doing. It was worth the wait. She really did that. She did that. She did. As she does. We stand. Okay. We'll have fuller, we'll have, we'll have more complete thoughts on Chromatica soon, I think. It's just too early to fully process. Yeah. It's amazing. No skips. As, as no, everyone, not at all. People love saying that on the internet now. No skips. Unlike music. I first heard, I first heard no skips when people were describing like this theater challenge where they were like, what songs on Broadway cast albums are skip songs? And people are like coming for Sentimental Man on Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> it is though. What was that track? 10 on the cd version yeah i mean because we used to drive around and we knew which one like popular was like six or seven yeah yeah oh my god fun your life was six popular was seven okay i'll tell you what someone that's with us today when they're featured on a cast album there are no skips you never skip you never skip connor why don't you bring in this no skip guest i'm ready all right our guest today is a Tony nominee for her iconic portrayal as Emma Nolan in The Prom. And she made her Broadway debut in everyone's favorite, Spring Awakening. She was also seen in The Bridges of Madison County on Broadway and can be heard on the gorgeous cast album as well. We will talk all about this. You may know her from Next to Normal's first national tour or featured in films such as The Intern, It's Kind of a Funny Story, Sweet Little Lies, We Need to Talk About Kevin, and more or on television on Younger American Vandal, The Nick, and Law & Order SVU. Are you gagging yet? She's an advocate, face mask enthusiast, brilliant actor and singer, and, I mean, I mentioned it already, but should I mention again, Tony nominee. Please welcome to drama, Caitlin Caitlin. Kinnan. (laughs) Hello. Um, Can you please introduce me to everything I do in life from now on? It's a deal. It's It's a a deal. deal. Thank you so much. I need a job at this point. That was so extravagant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't pay a lot, but I can throw you like 20 bucks. Maybe just sing for us every now and then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll pay you you in singing. Some unruly heart. I think that deal works out. Perfect. Oh my God. We low-key say unruly heart. We sing it all the time. And it's also like an odd... As you should. It's oddly just part of our vocabulary. Oh, I don't know. We're yeah, insane. we do. We'll always say it. I don't know it, because it's iconic. I mean, we're I guess we're jumping right into the prom. But Caitlin, we have been huge fans of you for so long, probably like ten years at this since <gasps> since Spring Awakening because we were very intrigued what? by this new. The, it was called oh my god, class at the time. Yes, it was, it was. very Degrassi, the Next Generation. <laughs> yes, it was, and I think. <laughs> It was ridiculous. Oh my god! And you were you were but a youth, and you still are. So it was shocking. Yes. Yeah, I was sixteen. <gasps> wow. I was a wee babe. So you fully left high school. Well, I was homeschooled, so I didn't really leave. Okay. But like, yeah. Wow! And you said earlier yeah. you're from Seattle. Yes. So you also moved fully across the country. I did. I moved like fully across the country with my mom leaving my dad and my sister in Seattle. Um, and my parents had a long distance relationship for two and a half years. That's drama. I lived my best life. 
my sister ended up moving um, to New York with us. Um, and yeah, it was insane, but we made it work and I made my Broadway debut. <laughs> How, and what a, what a cool, like even just listening to your credits, I'm like, wow, you have been a part of like so many benchmark shows over the last yeah. year. So it's so, I mean, it's a testament to your talent in general, but we'll get into all I've been those. like super lucky and fortunate to like work on the shows that I've worked on. And I don't know, I'm really proud of them all because they all like say something and they all mean something. Um, and that doesn't always happen. And I'm, I'm proud of that. That's so true. Wow. Oh my God. Okay. We'll get into every single one of them, but before we go any further, we need to ask you one question that we ask all of our guests. Okay. And that is, are you well? Uh, I am well. Yes. I am taking it a day at a time. One foot in front of the other, just chugging along. And I am, I am well. Yes. Good. You're still Thank in New York you. City. I'm still in New York City for the time being. We'll see how long that lasts. But yeah, yes, I mean, right yeah, now we fled here. early. We fled <laughs> early. So. <laughs> That's good. I missed you know? it. Yeah. I was watching a TV show where they were like actually filming in New York and just, even just hearing the sounds and mm-hmm. I don't know, seeing the sunlight through the trees, like, you know, like the sort of trees that are on the street. Like it made me so... I was nostalgic for a time that I didn't think I'd be nostalgic for for a long time. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, yes, I do. It's so weird. Yeah, Crazy. it's definitely like, I don't know. It's such a magical place, even in. I feel like it's almost even more magical in times of trouble because the city has such a, an incredible way of like banding together. That you know, it's just it's special, and we all want to be here, and we all want to be like doing our best. So we're fighting for it. Yes, definitely. I mean, can you believe that a year ago now it was like Tony's season? No. Like, <laughs> is that time in your life a blur? Yeah, it's like um, it's like the fastest, longest two months of my life. It's crazy. It, but yeah, a blur is a very good way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> last year's theater season was one of my favorites on record, like over the last couple of years. I thought it was a good one. Oh, yeah. It was so good. I mean, like I was a part of it, so I'm biased. But Justice for the prom, though. <laughs> I mean, justice <laughs> for the prom. Caitlin, I have to tell you, I saw it three times. <gasps> yes. And it just got better and better every time. Oh. Thank you. I think I saw it like early December and then like a little bit into the run and then okay. like May. So I really Perfect. I saw it at various stages and you were just amazing every time. <gasps> You're ridiculous. What a wonderful performance, truly. I mean I Thank cried you. every time. Oh. Every time I saw the show. Um I mean, for lack of a better word, you were like the straight man among oh, yes, all these crazy. Yes, I know that's like truly like the opposite of what you were playing, <laughs> like tr- completely. Yeah. But like, so you had to like center the whole piece yes. when there was all this insanity going on around you, and you were just so fantastic. And of course, getting you the Tony nomination was so deserved at that point. I mean, thank you. It's just, it, I think it's, Connor and I were trying to do research and we didn't want to say the wrong fact, but I okay. remember when Beth Malone was nominated for playing the first lesbian leading character in 2015. Is Emma the second lesbian leading character to be nominated for a Tony then? To be, oh, to be nominated for a Tony, I think so, I yes. Think? Okay, because I know Celie in The Color Purple is like bi or maybe just yeah, it's, it's more of a spectrum it's, type vibe. 
unclear and can be interpreted in many different ways depending on who you are. <laughs> right. Especially like if you've read the book versus yes. just the musical. Yeah. So, I mean, that's huge. Like that's, that's history. That's crazy. I'd never like thought of it that way. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I love it. One of my favorite parts of the prom was Emma's bedroom. Yeah. Emma's bedroom was incredible. Scott Pask, the um, set designer put so much detail into that bedroom and I loved every element of it so freaking much. Weren't there all the Harry Potter books yes. in the background? And okay, there was drama because <laughs> when we started previews, they were all out of order. And then like the people would comment on it and be like, um, a Harry Potter fan would never have it out of order. And so they went back in and like fixed it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Lady Bird was in there too. Yep. Lady Bird. Um, what was the other... There was one other poster. There was a, um, you couldn't see it because it was behind the lamp, but there was a quote from Emma Watson as well. There was like a picture wow. of Emma Watson and then like a quote from her behind the lamp that I really loved. Emma Nolan, I mean, so relatable. She stands a good quote. I know. Wait, I have a question for you. Cause I know yes. that the prom went through many different iterations over the years and you were you've been with it from the beginning right yeah I was with it for almost five years was there ever oh my god that's insane first of all it's a long time the last five years <laughs> really though um was there ever any iteration where Emma had parents or siblings no it was never a part of the story it was all focused I love that. on Emma I love that that's so yeah. cool ah it's just such a beautiful story and of course we'll get to see the movie down the line whenever uh -huh. that happens but I wish that the prom could have run forever on Broadway because like we were talking to someone who's in Anne Juliet in London yeah. was, and we we're like that's one of those shows that people are going to want to see when all of this is yes. over like the prom is one of those exactly. shows that like, you'd want to fill your heart up with joy I also had a question what yes. was the story with this virtual prom that happened <gasps> what part of the story would you like to know we just wanted to hold a party for everybody who ah! couldn't go to their prom. So we did. That's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Easy peasy. We said, hey, you know what? Proms are getting canceled and that sucks. We know about that. So let's, let's work our Broadway magic and throw a prom for everybody. And we did. And it was amazing. It's like art imitating life, imitating uh -huh. art. <laughs> yeah. It's very meta. <laughs> that's so cool I love it so much I was just gonna say and this might like wrap up our talk about the prom but when you look back on that experience what what is like the one thing that sort of stands out for you there's not this is such a like cheesy cliche answer but like there's not one moment it's all of them you know it's truly like the whole process from day one to the last day it just all of it was so incredible the people were the most amazing human beings I've ever worked with and will remain that. And I just love them so much. And it just was like every single element of it was truly spectacular and special. And I love it. Ah, oh, beautiful. Well, thank you for your country. Oh, wait, I just thought of something else from the prom that I have to bring up, which I'm sure you talk about this all the <gasps> time. Um, the what? Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade performance, <laughs> which was legendary. Legendary <laughs> moment. 
the kiss heard around the world, or I guess the U.S. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. Yeah, I think the kiss heard around the U.S. with like some trailings around the world. Uh-huh. You know, I, I just <laughs> but remember- yeah, it was insane and like. Oh, I was going to say, I just remember I missed it. Like, I had slept in. And then, of course, I we were at our family's house and we DVR'd the parade. As we do every year, we, like, DVR and then just, like, honestly watch the performances. Yeah. And I had already seen on Twitter everybody talking about it. Like, and I was like, what <gasps> is going on? And um, it was all positive on my feed. I mean, I thought it was iconic and yeah. history-making. It was. It was a really cool moment to be a part of because it truly was history. You know, that was the first time that an LGBTQ plus kiss was on the Macy's parade. And that's insane that it took that long to happen. But incredible that it did happen and that Macy's was so like, yeah, do your thing about it. Um, so that was really, really amazing to be a part of. We will forever shop at Macy's going forward. Yes, Macy's. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Our friend, one of our very best friends, Nikki, worked at Macy's forever and ever. And, we, and she was like talking about how different stores were closing down for a while. Like there was a bunch of closures and whatnot. And I do hope that it weathers the storm because I'm sure department stores will have a lot of trouble going forward. Yes. Yeah. I don't think people are going to be like excited to try on the same shirt that 20 other people tried right. on that day. You know what I mean? Oh, God. No. I know. That sounds Strange bad. to think about. But anyway, oh yeah, the prom was amazing. Loved it, lived it. It was just the fabulous. And I know that awards can matter and don't always matter. But I do think that in terms of lasting power, peop- the prom is going to be performed in high schools, community theaters, regional theaters forever yes. and ever and ever because it's it's that kind of show. And it's just wonderful. Everyone was on their feet at the yes. end. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and you're going to be you know, when these, these kids or whomever is going to listen to the cast recording, you're immortalized as Emma. And it's just, I think, amazing. So, oh, it's wild. insane. Well done. Thank you. Okay, so this is like your more most recent banner project that you worked on. But on drama, we like to revisit your early days and your roots. Okay. And so we would love to tap into what we call the Ring of Keys moment, which... You have been in a production of Fun Home that I would like to talk about at one point. But All this right. is more so a ring of keys in regards to when theater was was whispering in your ear at a young age saying, hey, come be a part of this. Do you have that moment? <laughs> Whisper? Um, you know, I don't... It's interesting because I don't really have, um, like, that one moment that I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what I want to do. It just kind of was always there. I started doing theater very young. I started doing it when I was three years old. So I truly like grew up doing it. And I grew up surrounded by this environment and these people and this creativity. But I do remember that when I was younger, I was insane. I don't know how my parents put up with me, but the things that like I loved so much was um, and were like, I loved Ethel Merman. I loved Diana Ross. I loved putting on these, like, we had uh, like a chest that was like our dress up chest. And we had this like sparkly sequins, like poofy sleeved 
teal mermaid dress that was just ridiculous. And I would put that on and then blow up balloons to use as my boobs and my butt. And I would dance around lip syncing to show tunes and all of this music. And it was insane. And we each year are the like town we grew up in did a, um, like a fair and they had a lip syncing contest. And one year I was 100% going to like dress up in this get up with my big like balloon tits and ass and like do this extravagant number. I ended up not doing it. I don't remember why, but I was very excited and then it didn't happen. But yeah, so I just Truly, was like an insane that's child. Like full drag, like RuPaul is shaking. Yeah. Um, what number would you have done? I don't remember. I think it was, I really think it was respect. Oh, wow. Which is just so inappropriate <laughs> now. Um, it but it was the you. 90s. It's fine. Yeah. It's not fine. But It was the yeah. 90s. We, anything like before the new millennium, we just, we just didn't know. We, you know? we didn't know we didn't yet. No. Wow. But now we do. We do know. And your now. parents were always supportive of your of your theatrical flair. Yes. Yeah. My um my mom actually did like the sets and costumes for like all of the shows that my sister and I oh, did I love that. when we were little. And so it was like a true family affair. And then my favorite family affair one was we did a production of Peter Pan and I played Michael. And like my mom was doing sets and costume stuff. My sister I don't I forget what she was doing in the show she was in the show somehow and then my dad was one of the fly guys <laughs> and so he like flew us all so yeah it was true family extravaganza that's so, so cute, cute. <gasps> we, Dylan, we just said that in unison <laughs> oh really it, there was a delay for me so it was a delay yeah. was a- <laughs> <laughs> i think caitlin and i are on the same wavelength and yes. connor slightly delayed which is so <laughs> random i don't Oh, so random. Well, you know what? To me, it was unison. I was like, oh my God, we're like obsessed with this. You know, everyone talks about the Platt family and the Von Platt performances, but they, they don't know anything about this Peter Pan production. They don't, they don't have anything on the kid. No, they weren't flying around. No. Oh. So then when you're like 15 or maybe 16, you audition for Spring Awakening. And yes. what song did you sing? Was it like a cut from the show or... Yeah, so I went to um, a call in Seattle for it, and I sang my junk and read a scene from the show. Um, And that was when I was 15. So naive, baby Caitlin. Um, And then I ended up getting three callbacks in New York, and then I ended up booking the show and having two weeks to move across the country. And it was really stressful and weird. Gosh, we must have just missed you, because we saw it, like... With Kyle Ryabko and Alex Sosha, like beginning of July, and you would have seen me okay. then. Well, I feel like it was like the last week or so of like the of like because we saw Skylar Aston. Oh, maybe yeah. Then you must have like right before. Yeah. Ugh, oh my we god! Almost saw you in your debut. Oh wow! <laughs> so close yet so far. Was that a good experience for you? It was an interesting experience. Um, you know, like overall, I think good. And I learned a lot. And like, now I would not change any of it. But I think during the experience, it was very difficult and very hard for me just for so many um, reasons. You know, I was 16. And I moved across the country. And I left half of my family at home and was living here with my mom. 
and like doing a very stressful job. And so it just, it was a lot, but like looking back, it's really shaped me into the performer I am today. And so I wouldn't change any of it. And that was like right when social media was really taking off too. And I, I mean, I remember we were guilty ones in the online forum. (gasps) And so I I know, but we always said good things. (laughs) Um, but I mean, I'm sure that there was like the, the, the devoted fan base probably would share their opinions directly to your face at the stage door. They hated me. <laughs> really? Yeah, they really didn't like me. <laughs> That's awful. Like, like. Yeah, it's it definitely like that element of it was probably one of the worst. And like, it truly like it was the beginning of social media and people were definitely using their like safety behind their computers to tear a lot of people down and it wasn't cool. That's horrible. I mean, granted, I feel like some people have learned their lesson. Clearly they haven't because our president does that, but like it's, it's like at least like Broadway fans can have probably gotten to be a little bit more respectful. I mean, I'd hope. Yes and no. It's very strange. I mean, like I'd say like, it's like 80 20 at this point at least from what i've seen that like yes a lot of people are better about like sharing positive messages they have but there are still things that it's like the amount of things i get tagged in on instagram that i'm like why would anyone tag me in this like why do you think i want to be notified that someone feels this way about that's me? gross like, that makes me feel that no. makes me feel sick to my stomach yeah. i i that doesn't yeah. make any sense but that like truly is like the online world and there is such this like dark underbelly that's not even an underbelly it's very far forward of like bullying and people being trolls and nasty and like that just it needs to stop because that's not it's not good for anybody right and especially i'm I'm especially thinking of you at 16 doing this amazing like dream come true type experience i mean i know it would have been for me and for yeah, I think like part of the problem, aside from the cyberbullying of it all, is theater fans get very possessive and obsessive about, mm-hmm. and I think they take a great deal of ownership of theater because it's one of those things that is a little bit more intimate. Not everybody does experience that Broadway show, or you know what I mean. And I yeah. think like there's it, it kind of just it leads you leads them down this dark path of like, well, I knew this first, and I saw this cast, and they're on the album I listen to every day, so this is my yes. favorite. And it's just it's not right. Like there is room for everyone, and yeah. like ranking and all that stuff is just like we were talking to Andrew Barth Feldman about it's it, and he was much. talking about how when he was playing Evan Hansen on Broadway, he would get tagged and stuff all the time. That was like top Evan doing this performance that performance he was like this is ridiculous like everyone is bringing something different and there's no need to be like yeah pitting performers against each other just just because you're having fun like picking your favorite like keep that to yourself you know right exactly keep it to yourself like you're allowed to have those thoughts you're allowed to like have your preferences of performers but like you don't need to tell them to that performer right that's just that's cringe but i mean i have heard some good experiences that you had though at the prom where people were like literally coming out to you in front of their parents and things like that like that's that's the opposite side of like the beauty of that exactly that like it truly is like the night and day element of it because like and even now like the like dms i get and the things that i'm tagged in that are positive about the prom are just like so overwhelming and joyous and the people who like truly come out to me before the 
they've come out to anyone else and tell me their life story and tell me that like prom changed their life. And then like, I get tagged in all of this like beautiful artwork that they've done of the show. And like it, it, that element of it is so special and so heartwarming and so like reaffirming of like, this is why we do this. This is why we tell these stories and this is why we want to connect with people. Mm. Oh, that's so special. I can only imagine like, yeah, probably like, you know, leaving the stage door each night, or if you were even able to do it most nights, the like empathy (laughs) overload that would probably happen sometimes. Yeah, I actually like had to stop stage dooring because of that. Because it's like, it's, it was overwhelming to me on so many levels, because I'm such a huge empath that like, doing the show itself for two and a half hours was like enough of a like adrenaline like empathy dump and then like going out and doing the stage door which would take like another 45 minutes became like it was too much for my body to like handle and so I was like I need to I need to not even though this is incredible and I love that people are feeling this open and like connected but it's like oh for my sanity and my like mental well-being I need to I need to not but people reach out on Instagram and I love it Caitlin's DMs are open in a way, so. <laughs> yes, they are. So. Always slide into them. <laughs> Caitlin, I need to tell you, I've never seen The Bridges of Madison County, the musical, but the film. How dare you? I know. Well, it came out. It was it was so quick. And it was. It was. It was. I think we, we, every summer we'd try to go to New York to see shows. And I'm pretty sure we had like just missed it or it was. I don't remember. No, that was the summer where the Tonys decided to not nominate. I mean, I do think it was the strangest Tony season on record. It was weird. And I and I remember seeing they decided not to nominate the the like the optimum amount of musicals they could have nominated. Yeah, they did four. They nominated four best musicals, but somehow our show got nominated for um, best book and score. So I'm like, okay, so you like love the show, but you don't love it, the show? Zero sense. Okay. Made zero sense. <laughs> it was so weird. So <laughs> weird. I listen to that music all the time. I think some of the like some of the most em- emotional just it evokes such a feeling in me. Some of these songs, they're just yes. so sweeping and epic and romantic and as a huge fan of the Bridges film, which makes me cry every time, have you see, oh have you God. seen the movie of Bridges? Yes, yes. I've seen the movie. The scene when <laughs> yes, spoiler for those people who haven't seen the movie, which sh- definitely spoiler. check out sh- when when um when Meryl Streep's like in the car and it's raining and like she like oh. she sees him and there's like this moment where you think she might get out of the car and oh my God and they're the door handle. Oh my God. I shake every time. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It is truly gripping. Um, and you know, Clint Eastwood's great in that movie too. Just like sidebar. I'm not a huge fan of, I mean, I'm not aligned with his politics, but he's really, um, (laughs) (laughs) he's great in that movie. Um, especially Meryl, but anyway, so the musical though, I've I can't speak to actually having seen it, but the music is wonderful. And I remember seeing your name pop up and I was like, I know her from Spring Awakening. Yeah, there was definitely a lull. There's been a lull between all of my things, which is fine. That's how this industry works. Um, but yeah, it it came about in a very, <clears throat> excuse me, in a very um, natural way. I went to an audition that my agent <laughs> sent me on and I ended up booking it, which was crazy. 
Um, and then I did the out of town production in Williamstown, which was amazing. Like best summer of my life, amazing experience. And then I was really fortunate and got to like take the show to Broadway. And so it was awesome and I loved it. And the show is so beautiful on so many levels. That music is just outstanding. And then to be able to work with all of those incredible artists, like true artists, um, Bart Shear is like one of the most incredible, if not the most incredible director I've ever worked with and is just outstanding. And so it was truly one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. It's like that and prom. And of course, Kelly O'Hara was your mother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's so, what? that's so funny. Um, so I do have a question because Connor recently did show me the movie. I had never seen it before and they have the whole framing device of the kids being older and sort of discovering their mother's past. Was that ever, yes. a, was there ever a rendition of the musical that was no. that way? It was always linear. No, it was always linear. Wisely um, so. Exactly. I think it just made more sense. It was more streamlined. It was a clearer arc, Absolutely. if you will. I think yeah. also making them, like the two leads, younger, I think it really does raise the stakes for, Yes. you know, I don't know. It just felt less like they're at the end of their lives and it's kind of like this sad couple days they share together that's like, maybe I've waited my whole life for this. And there is a, there is that whole aspect, which is yeah. on its own, right. But I think making them younger for the stage does really raise that tension of like, oh, like, is this, yes. this affair going to, you know what I mean? It's just, I thought it was fun. Yeah. I wish I would have seen it. I'm so sad. <gasps> it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> um, so, okay. So I mentioned it a few times, but fun home, this site specific production that happened <laughs> yes. at the end of 2019. Um, how did how did that come into your into your resume? So randomly, <laughs> I got an email that was like, "Hey, do you want to do this production with Jen Kalella?" And I was like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> and that was that. You're like, I don't even care what production it is. It's Jen Kalella. I know. I was like, "Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Sign me up." How cool! That is one of my all-time favorite musicals. So much so that like we integrated a portion of it for this podcast with the Ring of Keys situation. But you did. yeah, it's just oh my god, one of the best shows and just so intimately done. I can only imagine doing it in a funeral home setting. It was very strange, could, yeah. um, <laughs> like truly bizarre, but also so cool. And like the cast was insane. The cast was spectacular. You know, like. Jen Colella, Kate Baldwin, Will Swenson, Izzy Mikala, like, it just was insanity. And so, like, that to me was what was so incredible. I was like, these people. Wait, I forgot that Izzy played Joan. Yeah, That's so iconic. That again. It was you, great. You two are going to become, like, the Ryan Reynolds and Emma Stone, where you, like, appear <gasps> opposite each other throughout your Ryan career. Gosling. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Ryan Gosling. Sorry, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Wait. I'm sorry. I love La La Land. I confused the Ryans. Should I start a it's GoFundMe? Okay. Everyone does. I, I just came up with an idea. A GoFundMe Do to tell. fund a socially distant performance of Fun Home with that same cast in a funeral parlor. And we can live stream it and it'll make lots and lots of money and it'll just be the event of the I'm season. I'm down. It will be the event of the season. I think, I think Matt Smith and Claire Foy are going to do a production of Lungs that's going to be socially distant. <gasps> from it, the old Vic. That's from insane. the old Vic. I think they're actually going to be 
together yeah. to do it. Um, wow. Like a scaled down, you know, environment, yeah. like less than, you know what I mean? I think this fun home production yes. deserves it because we not everyone got to see it. No. It was a very select group of people got to see it, but it was worth it. It was so good. If you could revive anything over the last like decade, you know how Spring Awakening got that quick revival? Yes, what, they what did. Would you, what would you revive hypothetically? I need to think for a second myself. Um, I will always revive Evita. Always. Like, no question. So down for any revival of that in any capacity, anytime, anywhere, do it. Did you see it with um, Saleya Pfeiffer? Yes. Oh my God, it was brilliant. It was so good. I just read Patty Lapone's memoir, and she, <gasps> I gotta do oh that. Oh my god! People actually say you should listen to it because she she narrates Ooh. the audiobook version. <gasps> um, but I'm such I gotta I do need that. To, like read something, and so and you can hear her voice throughout every word of it. She tells the best <laughs> stories about Evita, like just getting through eight performances a week. The number of times she was almost fired from the project because her voice kept oh my out, god like, craziness, but. I mean, if I could go back in time and see anything, I think it would be her in Evita. Yes, 100%. I do think it's time for a revival, though. Yeah, it's been a few years. I think the last one was in, like, 2012? Yeah, with Ricky I Martin. Think you're right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, and Rachel Potter. Oh, yes. yes. I did love that um, Encore's production with Soleil Pfeiffer. She really yeah. played. It was so good. And the flowers. She's amazing. Oh my, she's incredible. Oh, just beautiful. I think you would have to play the mistress in this version, though, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> I love that role. See. It's so good. It really it's is. So you know what? It, okay, it actually reminds me of my favorite song from Bridges, which is Another Life. <laughs> Oh, the best. Oh, my the God. I, so stunning. It is truly one of my favorite songs. And, I mean, again, I haven't seen the show, so I don't know if the character, um, I don't know if the actress plays other roles in the show at all, but she does. She does. Um, but I kept thinking, like, wow, what a what a moment for us to be like, here's the here's the story. Let's zoom out for a second. We're gonna, yeah. And, again, I don't know how it was staged or anything, but in my mind, I'm like, they're giving us because in the movie, this doesn't happen. We don't see, yeah. We don't see Robert's ex. Um, yeah. And I just think you just see the two of them, really. Just the two of them, and I just I feel like it really does paint such a broader picture of both of their lives because we do see a lot from. Um, oh my God, le- the leading woman's characters living my mind. <laughs> Francesca. Francesca. <laughs> of course. Um, you know, of course we see her family and you know, all that, but so to see his his former lover is just it's a great moment. And it reminds yeah. me of that moment in Avida with the mist. Yeah. For sure. Sorry, I'm ranting. <laughs> I'm rambling. It's fine. It's a good rant. It's fun. We don't talk about these some of these projects enough. Like it's always so like what's coming next or what's going on now, but Nothing. <laughs> Isn't that the sad truth? Right? So we can talk all we want about Bridges. Caitlin, what do you think they're going to do about the Tonys? Like, do you think they're just going to lump it into next oh, year? Or God, I don't know. I was thinking about that the other day, and it just, like, it hurts my heart so much, all of it, know. you know? And I just, I, I don't know what they're going to do. And, like, so many people put such hard work into this season. It just is devastating that we don't get to celebrate them the way that we do every year 
Um, no. Yeah. It's, I don't what know. What was your favorite thing of the season up until the shutdown? Oh gosh. Um, what had I seen? Um, I, I know it is controversial, but I really loved West Side Story. Oh, we missed it. I thought it was beautiful. We missed it. We missed it. That's one of our our favorites of all time. And so, like, I'll go see it anytime, anywhere. We just didn't catch it. How dare you? I know. And I I was just um, so curious about everything. And there were some people from the prom in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, which is why I went and saw it, is because I was like, my friends! Oh, my Um, gosh. It is one of my favorites. People talk about no skips. That's a a cast recording I could listen to. Every song is... No skips. No skips. I, I hope that it comes. I, I'm just so intrigued by the staging and the, the what I've heard was like the yes. use of cameras and screens. Yeah, I loved it so much. That's awesome. I thought like it was, yeah, I just, I loved all of it. So innovative. Yeah. And I, I love Isaac Cole Powell's voice. So I just think he would have really. Oh, he was oh. so good. Was he? <laughs> like best Tony I've ever seen ever. Oh my God. I love that. Also, I know there was lots of shirtless yeah. boys everywhere, so I would have been like, sensory overload. <laughs> Connor would have been like, is the rush in the front row? Or... <laughs> <laughs> literally, though. Literally. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, well, speaking of drama, I think it's time we dip into our dose of drama, which is the portion of our episode where we just kind of... Anything we're ruminating on dramatically, whether it be something that we're doing to keep busy during these crazy times or something we're consuming or just something that's on our mind. And I will actually go first. Please do. Okay. So the other night, my fa- my mother and Connor and I, who were, were all quarantining together, we watched the movie The Lovebirds, which is on Netflix. And it was it's an Issa Rae and Kumail Nanjani, is that his last name? And it's like a a, um, a rom-com thriller that was supposed to go to theaters at the beginning of May. But because of the pandemic, they moved it to Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. Issa Rae is gen- a genius always. I love Insecure. But as it ended, I thought, would I have paid to go see this? And then I thought, I have previously paid to go see movies like this. But we're just in such a different world now that, like, we can stream anything for free. I mean, hypothetically, mm-hmm. it's for free. Like, we pay, pay for streaming yeah. services. And it makes me wonder what the, the landscape of movie theaters is going to be. Is it going to only be blockbuster oh. films, huge things like that? Because, I mean, like, I think the last comedy that I went to go see in theaters was Overboard with Anna Ferris, like, three or four years. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've probably seen something since. But, like, it's just, you know, like, I, I think I'd rather pay to go see a Marvel movie or like the upcoming yeah. West Side Story or In the Heights, which we're going to have to wait longer for. So that's my drama. It's just that I think that things are changing and I wouldn't have paid to see The Lovebirds, but I definitely enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, I don't know what, like, any of it's going to look I like. I know. It's crazy to think about. I also don't remember the last thing I saw in theaters. <laughs> the last thing I saw before the shutdown was Onward, the Pixar movie. Okay. Which it's on, yes. yeah, I saw it's on that Disney in, Plus. In lockdown. Yeah. Yes, it is. I watched it there. <laughs> it was cute. It was cute. Yeah, it was cute. Connor, do you have a dose of drama? I do. It's a bit of a, it's almost like an odd observation slash musing I've had recently <laughs> is people are obsessed on Instagram with 
on their story, putting the song that they're listening to, like sharing from Spotify or Apple Music, but they don't include any audio from the song. Like it'll just be like a picture. It's just a picture. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm in a way I'm like, okay, it's, I, I see you're listening to Rain On Me by Gaga and Ariana, but in another way, if I haven't heard that song yet, I'd like to hear a clip. I wish there was like a little preview. Yeah. So this is a, a PSA that if you're posting what song. If you're, you're posting like, those photos, post the song as well. Post the song as well. Post some Caitlin's on, aligned. Some on Really Heart from the prom. I, in fact, I should do that soon. Please do. Tag me in it. <laughs> always, always. I gotta follow you both. I know. I gotta find I know. you. I gotta stop you. <laughs> it's fine. I don't do that. <laughs> same. Yeah, same. Same. Um, Caitlin, do you have a dose of drama? Anything on your mind? I do, and it's really sad. Oh, no. And by really sad, I mean, like, just um, for me. Okay. And you guys will think less of me. Never. Um, I'm obsessed with Married at First Sight. Their faces, their faces. I know, I know. This is obviously a visual uh, podcast or visual medium. Um, (laughs) We we gasped in unison, even though there's the delay. Yes, you did. Just open mouth. Yeah. I have to say. Can you explain the concept of this show? It really is all in the title. (laughs) They take two strangers and they marry them at first sight. And then they spend eight weeks or like six or four weeks or six weeks in the first few seasons. Because don't worry, I've watched four seasons in like three weeks. King, that's huge. Oh, God. Um, it's all I'm doing. My roommate is like, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It just is like, it's, it's interesting because it's crazy. These people are insane. They literally sign up for the show being like, yeah, match me with a stranger. I'll marry them and then see what happens. But then on top of it, you have, they, so these three experts are who match these people. You've got like two psychologists and then a pastor who is also like a marriage counselor. He does it all or she. But the thing is he does it all. Um, but like the advice that the three of them give, like hit home. And so you're watching this like stupid show and you're like, these people are crazy. And then one of the experts will say something and you're like, I feel so seen. (laughs) So um, that's what I'm obsessed with right now. That is my drama right now. It is drama. Drama. I can imagine. Someone got arrested this season. Is this what is this on like um, Netflix? Um, season nine is on Netflix and then like a handful of seasons. Oh, they're, they're in season like 10 now, but then there are a handful of seasons on Hulu. And so right now I'm going through the Hulu seasons and I think I'm on season seven. I love this quarantine binge for you. And I have to say, thank you. Honestly, if I would have known how long quarantine was going to go, I might've gotten married (laughs) at first sight and spent it with like a, a new spouse and just seen how it went, you know? Yeah, most of them go real bad. Dude, okay, that was my other real question. What's the, what is the success rate? It's not high. <laughs> it's really not high. And then I think it's so interesting because they put such a big deal on like at the end of this eight weeks, they have to decide whether or not they stay married or they get a divorce. And they make it such a like heavy deal. And then it's like, 
well, most of you stay together then and then like two months later get divorced. What's the big deal? <laughs> so is it like one couple like per season or is it a couple couples? It's three couples. Okay. okay. So it, it, yeah. it, it stays like there's a nice variety. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's fabulous. Well, Connor's already downloaded it all. So in the last... Is it always a cis hetero couple or did the... it is? Yes, which is unfortunate. They need to really branch out and start doing doing some LGBTQ+. Should. That would add a um, whole other layer to it. Because what's, what's exactly. the joke about lesbians anyway that they usually, they couple up right away? Exactly. Yeah. The U-Haul. Maybe it wouldn't be as much drama then. That's true. It wouldn't be as entertaining. You never know. I love this. I'm also shook that there's so many seasons, but you know what? There's so many seasons. (laughs) And I'm watching all of them. I love it. I love it. I'm excited for your journey, Caitlin. This is exciting. Thank you. You know, that's Con and I have talked about this before. Like now is the time to just watch these things that you might not have made time for previously. Like lighthearted, easy, mindless. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't have to think too much. That's like I'm watching a show called Summer House on Bravo now that Connor yeah. Stockholm Syndrome to me into watching. And so, <laughs> you know, we're making it through one day at a time. That's great. Well, Caitlin, this has been so much fun. It has truly like made me forget about some of the problems of the world for a little while. Aww. And so it was so nice of you to take the time to do this with us. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Um, and everyone can, of course, follow you as at Caitlin.Pinunen. Yes, That's on Instagram. you are correct. That is on Instagram, and that is the only okay. public great. thing I do. That's great. Love it. Well, thank you so much. Again, we've been fans for so long, and you are delightful <gasps> and kind. And you, I, I, this is going to sound super dramatic, but you've made such an impact on the theater community that is so lasting. So... What a treat. Thank you. Thank you. You both are the best. And I'm so glad I got to do this with oh you. God. Everyone who isn't already should follow us at The Drama Podcast for all the latest. I'm going to. That's right. Um, and Connor, I believe I will see you next time. <laughs> Drama.